today's reading is Hebrews chapter 8. Uh, the author of Hebrews is going to expound a little bit more on why Jesus being in the priestly order of Melchizedek is so important. And uh, there's a couple reasons that he gives here uh, in the start. The first one is where Jesus is. He is seated at the right hand of the throne uh, and not in the tent of man, but in the true tent the Lord is set up. Now, this is a picture of the tabernacle. Uh, and it's saying that in the tabernacle was a picture of how uh, we could not be in the fullness of the presence of God. And Jesus is at the fullness of the presence of God. Uh, the second is the fact that he does not have to continue to offer sacrifices. Uh, verse 3, uh, that every high priest uh, is appointed to offer gifts. And so Jesus as well has to have something to offer. But what he offers is, of course, himself. Uh, and so he is not on earth, and he does not have to continue to bring gifts. Uh, and then finally, that the covenant of Jesus as the high priest is uh, one way by grace fully covered. Now, the covenant to Moses, uh, the author of Hebrews shows us, has an indication of verse 5 that it is, in a way, the blessings are dependent on you making everything according to the pattern that was shown to you on the mountain. But Jesus has a ministry that is more excellent. Why? Because uh, it is not mediated upon that. It is a better promise. Uh, and if we look at um, this quote here, which is from Jeremiah 31, uh, we see that even God was declaring this, that in verse 8 and 9, he's like, this covenant I made with your fathers is a problem because you are not continuing in my covenant. So God's solution in verse 10 is, I will make a new covenant that is solely dependent on his obedience. I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts. Uh, now, so this isn't to say that, you know, for some people, well, if Jesus comes, lives, died, and rise again, that we don't need to see the Old Testament at all. No, we see the Old Testament as pointing to uh, the covenant of Christ, we see it laying the foundation of our understanding of who God is. We see it as progressive revelation of God showing himself. But we do understand in verse 13 that the new covenant in Christ uh, of the water and the blood and the spirit, um, of the bread and the wine, that this is changing how the people related to the same God. It is the same God, but it changes how they relate to him. I think for us as Christians as well, we need to remember in Christ how we relate to God. I think there's a lot of us that still operate in an old covenant mentality where we think, you know, okay, maybe Jesus died to save us, but we still need to do all of these things so that God will bless us. I know I fall into that many times. And we have to remember that in the new covenant, that it is not our obedience that then rewards us with God's blessing. It is God's blessing that then rewards us with obedience. It is the fact that we see all that God has done, that he writes his law and uh, upon our minds and our hearts, and that therefore we receive his blessings by simply following and obeying him. And if any of you uh, today are maybe in um, that cycle of guilt and shame and trying harder yourself, I do hope that the truth of the gospel can come and break us free from that and to be able to show us that we do have this high priest 
who sits at <laughs> the right hand of the Father and intercedes for us uh, and who desires to bless us by his grace uh, and that we would receive that new covenant.